Hello? No, I want to say it. Then you better. Okay, fine. Hello! <laughs> oh my god. Hello, audience! How you guys doing today? Long Hope time, you're a great time, no here. But we're back in your audio waves. Is one week really that long? Eh, well, I guess. But now we're back. For me, it's kind of like a, like, a, like a fond see you later. Yeah. Not even a goodbye. With no warning. Yeah. gone. But we were we were we were gone on a little on a little trip. It wasn't like a vacation or nothing. It was just taking care of stuff. So it's all good. It's yeah. all good now. Taking care of business. A lot of people were hurt. Things happened. Hey, you don't need to start. There were fires. You, you don't need to start start spreading stuff. Okay. What? Like the fires. The people. <laughs> the people deserve to know the truth. <clears throat> well, all right, fine. You know what? To, to destroy the illusion. Yeah. We did not set people on fire. We did not set people on fire. Also, it was a youth group trip. Just logs. We just kind of took some kids up to Tennessee, and we spent like a week there. So yeah. that's why my voice is going to be all shaky and groggy today, because I'm, I'm, my voice is burned out. Yeah, yeah. The price of being in charge. Yep. My voice is perfectly fine. Yeah. But uh, anyways, no. So we, of course, we drove. And I guess here's something that we could talk about really quick, too. Okay. Like, traveling is, eh, whatever, but, like, road trip buddies. <clears throat> I gotta say, I feel like we're actually really good road trip buddies. Outside of, like, managing the kids, which took a pretty big toll on both of us. So making us both probably pretty crabby and kind of, you know. Just a little bit. Repulsive. Uh, burned out. Probably me more so than you. <laughs> I could feel myself by the end of the trip. I'm, I'm not, like, I'm definitely less extroverted than you are but by the end of the trip i could feel myself just like when you deal with the kids that okay you got kids that are naturally curious right yeah you got kids that ask questions because they're genuinely want to know an answer then you have kids that ask questions because they want to make you mad because they know it bothers you yep that works we had (laughs) three of those of the what six kids that were there yeah three of them were like that and so it's like that's 50 percent, guys oh man and they just his audience doesn't know they didn't stop they didn't stop (laughs) and also they never ran out of energy no they did not endless supplies of energy children are just so like so much they they weren't even little kids but they had that little kid energy that stuff that just never goes away and they're just like yeah i mean one kid that just threw herself down a hill Five times in a row. She cut herself every single time because yeah. it's like crab grass and rocks and stuff. But she just kept going back up there and going at it because I guess she was expecting me to say, hey, don't do that. You're going to hurt yourself. I said, we're going on like the river tomorrow and you're going to be miserable. <laughs> and she was. And there we have it. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, you know, you, she did listen after that. And it's like, hey, you, would, you you're not going to want to do that. Just like uh, we had problems where they would like. You know, sometimes... And you pointed this out while we were there. It's like sometimes you just got to let the kid do it. Yeah. Like if they want to go do something dumb, it's like they want you to say no because they want to tease you with it. They don't want to do it, but they want to tease it and like play with that idea. But no, if they're they're saying like, I want to go stand in the fire and you just say like, all right, yeah, go. And then actually don't stop them. Or push them in like I tried to do. Yeah. She's like, what are you doing? It's like they'll meet. It sounds weird, but like. Well, it's not like I actually pushed her to the fire. It's just like you go behind her and you just kind of like 
you know, push him towards it. Yeah, just kind of nudge, and then it's like, what are you doing? It's a fire! It's like, yeah, you wanted to sit in it. And then they freak and out. they're used, because the thing is, that I know how their home life is. And those kids, they control their, their mom by, by those things. doing that stuff. So it's like, they're, they're like this, we're in the middle of the woods, and they're like, we're just going to go wander the woods. I'm like, all right, see ya. Dinner's at, or lunch is at like two, or one mm-hmm. o'clock, or whatever it was. And they're like, all right, fine, if we make it back in time, I'm like, all right, sure, whatever. And they go off into the woods. Five minutes pass. And they're back. And they're back because they got bored. And yeah. because no one came after them, no one was trying to control them. It's just like, no, 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 you don't understand. This is the schedule. And you only have to pr- be present for the activities. You do whatever you want. And yeah. it's like, we're going to go to the main cabin because the only place where we can get um, cell phone service. I'm like, all right, see ya. Right, they walk, and I watch them get to the hill, turn around, and then come back and say they're bored again. It's like, yeah. you don't understand. When you say you're hungry, when you say you're cold, when you say you're bored, that is not my problem, nor will I solve it. Yeah, something so on your own. Yeah, it's 100% on you. That's why I told you how to pack. That's why I told you when mealtimes were. And that's why I told you to make sure you bring something to do. And none of them listened. So they had to deal with it. Just like they all brought, I'm like, bring shoes, full shoes to go on the rafts because they don't they, they don't let you go in sandals. You can't do that. So when we got out there and they only brought sandals, they had to duct tape them to their feet. Which was really funny looking. Yeah, and then one of the other girls, she was like. With duct taped feet. Yep. One girl, she was like, I'm going to cover my whole shoe. I'm like, you cover your whole shoe. And Go so she it. did. And then she gets back. I'm like, you're probably going to be miserable. And she was. She was like, this sucks. Why didn't you tell me? It's like, I told you, A, to bring water shoes, and B, not to duct tape your feet like that. But you yeah. did anyways. We even brought them I to the store to buy water shoes. I let you do that. Yeah, we went to Walmart twice. But anyway, do it. But, yeah, that was only five minutes. What we did discover. That's why I wanted to cover it really quick. Yeah. But what we did discover is Zach and I, I would say we're actually pretty good road trip buddies because see like there's there's like different kinds of road trip buddies you have like the one that's like you go and you guys don't say anything you only ever listen to the music and you drive and that's just sound it's like super boring and kind of miserable that was chase car uh, and then you get the ones where it's like you go and then it's like you talk but it's like you're not really listening to each other or yeah you're just kind of filling in space yeah it's just like empty space and then there's the weird one which is when you go and it's like all they want to do is do like deep talk Oh, man. And I'm like, okay. Um, I've had that before. You know, and they're like, just super deep talk. And you're like, okay, dude, can we just drive? Yeah, it's like, what was the what was the time in your life where you felt the most depressed? It's like, what? wait, wait, what? What? <laughs> What's your name again? Uh, well, to be honest, right now, I, yeah. f- I feel terribly oppressed <clears throat> by you. Please I'm, stop. I'm, I'm <laughs> woefully unprepared for the level of darkness coming out of this conversation. And right. I would very much like... To stop. <laughs> Let me take off my sunglasses. <laughs> it was nice and bright in here and it's about oh to my. go down. Yeah, that's another thing. You 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 have you had sunglasses in your car and yeah. it's like it rained torrentially hard <laughs> on the way back. Like five or six times. Yeah. And like I, I'm sitting there, I'm like squinting. You know what's funny? It's like, you know, even like when, when it's raining, when it's like muggy yeah. or whatever. You squint, even if you're inside. It's like, I'm not actually making it easier to see. This makes it harder, but I feel better about it. Yeah, (laughs) it's almost like, I feel like maybe it'll clear up if I just just went like Clint Eastwood, but no. You'll be able to see through the drops. And and I'm going like, and I I remember sitting there wondering if like, you know, is this like hard for Michael to see because you're wearing sunglasses? But every time it would get really bad and you take off the glass, I'm like, yes, it is. (laughs) Yes, it, it is. It was all like Terminator, just or whatever. But yeah, it's because I'd be looking, and then I remember, like, I remember that because Ugh. 
two thoughts are going through my head. One, should have bought the windshield wipers when you were like, hey, Michael, do you want to buy windshield wipers? <laughs> we did good. And I was like, nah, man, we'll probably be fine. I don't think it'll rain. <laughs> and then literally, the soon as Zach starts driving my car, oh. so now it's he's driving a car he doesn't know. It's downpour raining. I can't even see the car in front of us, which is only yeah, 50 we, we, feet in front of us. We could not see that car. They didn't turn on the lights. Yeah. Either, which are definitely and I'm, just, I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know, I feel really bad because Zach's sitting there. He told me to buy windshield wipers. I told him it would be fine. He is now driving my car, which he doesn't really know as well. And he's in the worst environment to do it. And I'm sitting there just with my sunglasses like, how do you do? Because essentially when I drove, it is funny though, because it's like, as as, as long as as I drove, as long as I drove, clear skies. Yeah. I was a break for you. So it's like you were driving at first, then I took over for a few hours and then you kind of took us home. And it's like, uh, it couldn't never been, rain for you. Yeah, it couldn't it have been any more time for me to have the nicest drive. Right. But uh, no, and then there's the the last kind of road trip, buddy, just going right back to where we were. And that is the one that has a full conversation with you pretty much the entire time and just kind of flows from one thing to another. And it's not too deep, but it's also not just like empty space like yeah. it's just enough to keep your mind engaged so that you don't fall asleep while driving because that's like a legitimate thing for me uh, <laughs> i can i can absolutely fall asleep while driving i've done it before uh, it's terrifying and so i really appreciate you know when somebody in the car is talking or like keeping me up but i feel like we we had like a really good um yeah honestly like road <clears throat> presence like the drive there and back so it's like what we drove for nine hours both times yeah like yeah yeah something like that it really didn't feel like it no no it was good because like i, I brought stuff because I, I wasn't sure how you'd be on road trips because i've also been been in the car like caleb, caleb this was caleb. this was our first well not necessarily our first road trip but something was, where we're in the car for more than yeah eight hours. this was our first road trip since i got back from college yeah that's a good point so to make and but yeah like i've driven with uh caleb <clears throat> which is another friend, you know, I don't need to go into this, but it's like, um, when I'd ride with him, one thing he likes to do is be silent. Yeah, he's the music one, where you just, you listen yeah. to the music, he wants to music, you don't say a word. It. So what I'll do is, like, I brought, like, I downloaded tons of, like, videos and audio yeah. books on my phone, and I'm like, all right, you know what, if you end up being someone that after a while you're just like, yeah, I just want to, hmm. and that's it, right. I'd be like, all right, cool, headphones in, I could just... I can just stare out the window and listen to a story. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. <clears throat> but we didn't listen to a... I, I mean, I didn't turn on a single yeah. story, book, or and whatever. Like, I had music going, but I kept it really low the entire time. Yeah. And it would just occasionally be like, oh, I love this song. This one's by Kaleptic. Oh, I like this one. This one's also by Kaleptic. I like this one. By Kaleptic. Or Blackmail. Yeah, or Blackmail or Foxtails or whatever. Yeah. There was like those three bands. Just, every time one of their songs came on, I was like, I like this one. Right. No, that's, yeah. I mean, that's that's another thing. And th- well, today what we kind of wanted to talk about was some of the stuff we talked about. On the trip. While, while we were, we're driving. Go for, and we're going to go for uh, maybe some depth that we didn't hit before. Yeah. So one of the first things that I want to touch is we were talking about like creative endeavors and things mm-hmm. like that because we're both very creative i do <clears throat> zach does like movies and we'll just say cinema media yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's not just movies it's, it's story like it's story writing too motion pitches and i do art and we were talking about video games because we're nerds and that's what we do we yeah, play so and talk about video games most of the time yeah well it's like it gets it's easy it's like we're we're not too bad until we start getting technical 
Yeah. Like, you'll get technical with League, and I'll get oh, technical with Overwatch. And it's like we started sitting there talking about, you know, uh, what's it? Was it animation cancels and junk? And it's like, yeah, that's where that's where you start, or exploits in certain characters' moves, and, and it's like that's that's where you're gonna start to lose most people. That's where it gets boring. But if you just say it's like I loved it when I punched the guy and he died. Yeah. Most people can follow that, and they're like, "Oh man, I can imagine that being cool in a video game." Yeah. I was streaming. I was playing Skyrim yesterday, and I was streaming it for my Discord friends or whatever, right. and they were watching. This. We were all just having a blast because like all the different glitches and stuff in yeah. Skyrim. I just I know where they are, so I just feel like a few. <laughs> just like watching things launch out, like an elk just flies like ninety feet in the air for no reason. Yeah, I, I always loved that thing it's with uh, with like giants in Skyrim. Yeah, where they would hit something with their club, and yeah. It would bounce you to the moon. Yeah. Because, like, the first time I ever saw that, um, oh, giant was running after me, and it missed me. And it hit something else, like it was a wolf or a dog. And <laughs> That's I just even watch scarier. It, watch it, like, yeah. It goes down, and, like, as I'm, like, hidden in, like, a room or a cave, something where you can't reach, but he still swings at me. Boom. Boom. <laughs> this thing just zips into the sky, and I'm sitting there like, what? That rein- Is that what happened? That absolutely reinforces the need not to get hit. Yeah, and then I'm just watching, and, and you know, I'm just shooting with because you know you can just sit there and shoot it with arrows when you're outside of the reach and yeah. stuff. And then I, just like like five minutes later, boom, <laughs> and just this thing like smacks in the ground. Like no, no, no. it did not go that far. That's insane. Yes. And of course, there are mods that make the physics a uh, little more fun. Yeah. Which, <laughs> I don't. I don't actually don't have those mods, but I want to try them. Where right. it's like, if you die, you just ragdoll a lot. But anyways, so we were talking about if we were to work on, any, yeah, that was a good any one. video game or like any production. Yeah. What would we want to work on? Well, no, it was like, yeah, like what I what I, what I said it? was, um, it's like if you were going to work for any video game company, yeah. and you were able to get any position in that company, yeah. like your dream video game mm. job. What would you want? And you would assume the qualifications. So like, yeah, yeah. Let's assume if I, if I say I wanted to, to yeah, if I say I wanted to be the lore writer, it would be okay. I have the qualifications to yeah. do it. I'm you good, are whatever. a phenomenal writer. Whatever yeah. it's like. So there you go. And I said, a, I would of course like to work for Riot Games. Yeah, and for, absolutely would want to be in the spot. If you don't chart. know who Riot is, that's who does League of Legends. Yeah, that's and, like one of my favorite games. Yeah, so, and you would want to work in the art department. Yeah, in the art department, doing like splash art. splash art that the characters splash are designed art. off of. Well, designed, they're designed off the model, technically, mm. um, which I think is really weird. No, I think it's really cool because the thing is, what you get is you don't get someone that's coming in looking for a texture because those end up yeah. being very bland and generic. Instead, someone gets this idea for like this crazy cool spin on the character and then you get the guy who does the modeling and the texture does his best to copy it. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's better because texture artists usually aren't that creative and they seem to be more of copy paste but make it work. Yeah. You know? It's uh, and then like my thing was like uh like if I worked at, at Riot, I'd like to do like if I did, just my thing was if I worked there, I would want to be someone that either that helped write or create new characters, like write stories for yeah. the characters like or the create lore. new characters, yeah, do some lore. Or help make the, some of their cinematic trailers, because those things are amazing. Yeah, they are. They're really um, because, good. Because, like, one of the things that Riot does that's really cool is, I mean, how many characters they have now? How oh, many goodness. champions can you... It's, it's over it, 100. It's like 140, I think. Over 100 like characters. Now, the thing is, what you can do is that is one of the hardest parts about writing for me, and probably a lot of people, is creating a character 
if the character is already done and the setting is already there, all you have to do is decide what the story is going to be about and everything else falls into place. Yeah. Because I always have, uh, I usually have a really easy time coming up with what I want the story to, to what I want, what, what story I want to tell. So it's like, all right, this is a revenge story. And then the setting, how rich the world is, like world building and stuff, and then adding characters and other characters that interact. It's like that is some of the harder parts because that's the part that brings the story to life. That's the part that really um, draws you in because if the characters are relatable and the story or the, the setting is believable, then the story is so much more approachable. Yeah. And it's like, that's the stuff I would love. And so working at a place like that, where they've already got so many characters and new ones are added every year. Yeah. It's like, you're, you're getting, you have all the building blocks to make really good stories. Yeah. And then also working with their cinematics, it's the exact same thing. Oh, this, this story is going to take place in a mega city. And like, what's it like? Piltover is like a city, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, all right, we're going to have it there. But for whatever reason, this character that's normally over in like, uh, Ionia. Demasi yeah, Ionia just appears there and has to survive or something like that. Yeah. It's like you find the cultural differences and stuff. It's like, sweet, that sounds like a fun story. That would be pretty fun. But you've already got the character, you've already got the settings, and all you gotta do is add what mm -hmm. that interaction is like. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like that's pretty good. That would be pretty cool. It would be really fun. And again, if you're doing like a cinematic, you can just sit there and just show the characters. Oh, absolutely. Really awesome. yeah. And, um, and then That's on like my side, the like, I, I just want to take the characters and just design them <laughs> and just basically kind of bring them to life, but not in the same way that you do. Bring them to life as you're, like, in your loading screen. Yeah. Or as you're logging into the game. we got to like, tell a story like, through a splash art. When you, when you think of the champion, or at least for me, I think of the splash art first. I think mm. of that. I don't think of their character model. I don't think of the story that they're in. I just think of their splash art. And so it's like that's the memorable part. <laughs> Of the character. You can add, you can, and then you can create like a whole, like you can make up your own backstory. So I was like, all right, this is Shin, but now he's a water element. Yeah. He's got this, like, like he's, got, he's the make form of the ninja, but he's stuff. made of water. You see like a fish flying in there or That'd something. That'd be really cool. Not gonna lie. And warp. It's like, dang dude. Hey, Riot Games, if you listen to our podcast, can you make a water <laughs> Shen, like a pool party Shen skin? Why don't you just make it and then submit it to him? Oh, uh, I could. But you totally could. I don't, I'm not really that good at drawing. Uh, you know how you get good? Practice. But I do environments. I'm an environmental artist. Well, you know how you get better? Which? <laughs> how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Yeah. Oh, man. Which, as far as environments, I would love to work for Blizzard. And this is, I told you this as well. Oh, yeah, 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 for, for sure. Blizzard, specifically on the Diablo project. Mm. Creating the environments there. Diablo the 4 is probably a little late, but maybe you can get in by 5 or 6. Right? I mean, it took them like 8 years to yeah, you got say time. they're going to make Diablo 4. And I, I don't even think it's slotted to come out until 2022 or something I like that. I think so. I don't remember. It's it like, might be sooner. It might be They later. released a tech demo of two working characters and one, like, I think, Pseudo map. Yeah, yeah, not even a full map. And so it's like, like, all right, cool. You can play this for five minutes because you'll get to the end by then. Yeah. <laughs> But you can show how flashy they want to make the game, and that's always pretty cool. And it does look pretty cool. And I like this this wave of companies, like release not releasing games early, but like releasing the beta content to the community for review. If that makes sense. Yeah, like, kind of getting like, public opinion before they fully release the game. Yeah, you know, it's like they're they're kind of taking more of their approach of like, hey, how do you guys like this? And if the community's like, yeah. no, that's awful. I remember they and did they that with um, 
like Overwatch that did that. Yeah. Like uh, Bastion. If you guys don't know, he's the guy that turns into the big mobile turret. And it's like when he first, when they first uh, did the beta, he had a shield when he was in turret mode. So it's like he yeah. had an extra health bar. And then they're like, no, that's broken because he already does a gigaton of damage and he's got a lot of health. So you don't want to have to try to get through that. And so they, they fixed that one. They changed how several of the healers worked and tanks. It's like, so they did that because they got through the uh, the beta and they figured out that, like, I mean, there's even gameplay modes. Like, um, like right now, one thing I love that they do in Overwatch is they do, like, uh, roll queue. So you roll for, it's like, you know, oh, yeah. I want to be, I want to do damage. I want to be a support. I want to be a tank. I it's like so much that. better. It gives me so many loot crates because I play tank <clears throat> and that's always the one that's like, get a loot crate if you play tank. Same with me playing support. I'm, I'm a support main. I love playing Ana and Moira. Yeah, I yeah, love like, Arissa. When you play in that game, it's Pretty like, it, like one thing that I always hated with like classic Overwatch was you get in there and then everybody, like especially you're doing quick play, yeah, everyone everybody hard, just... hard locks the snipers. So yep. you've got four snipers on your team and a healer and then like one other random person that's not a tank or a healer and it's yeah. like, cool, or, or I love dying. This is right. going to be so much fun. Or like even when they locked in like four snipers, a healer, and then like me as a risk maybe a tank yeah it's like it doesn't help me at all because i'm just running around by myself i'm a tank I yeah got, all right me and mercy and we're just going at it while hanzo widowmaker and ash ash and what's his face yeah just sit up in the back line somewhere really far away and just yeah, like, it's like all right cool guys thank you thank you for helping yeah it's like my so shield roll queue is so much better uh but anyways it's yeah. like that's another that's another company that'd be really fun and i was telling you the company that i would love to work for like a place I would re like my absolute dream would be working at Bungie or not yeah. Bungie. I'll say Halo, Halo oh, yeah. but it'd be three, four, three industries now. But it's like, I would love to work, which was surprising me because I figured it would be with Nintendo on Zelda. I would love to work with Zelda, but I want to make a movie versus a video game. That's and fair. then, but uh, Halo, I loved how Halo one, two, three reach and ODST all told their stories. Yeah. Cause they had, um, how Halo tells a story is essential or told stories before it was very approachable, very easy story. And if you want to learn the background of it, you have to dig into the game. They tried doing that with Destiny, but they hid all of the story on a website. And so it's like, that's not fun. Destiny Plus, was a very was, sad project yeah, for me. I just I'm, I'm like, God, there was so much. Potential I really there. wanted to play it. Like yeah. I wanted to get into it. Yeah. I, I stopped after Destiny 2 and I was like, ah, yeah. this is just not fun. people keep telling me like, oh, you should play it because it gets like, better. And I'm like, OK, it gets better, but I got to pay for each time it gets yep. better. And eventually it gets better. And I'm just like, why? Why do I got to buy yep. this game six or seven times just to finally get to something I'll enjoy? Yeah. And plus it's it's an MMO, so it's incredibly grindy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can have a little bit of fun here and there, but it's like for the most part, it's not. I just I just I was just grinding so much for all the uh all the five different types of money and currency and yeah. oh you got to get points and experience and upgrade your light and ah, do this raid so many times. I'm like, this sucks, man. It's yeah. taking me forever. But with um with Halo, how they do it was you would have a very approachable goal, and that would be the main story. So, like, Halo 1, oh, man, hostile aliens uh, race. Angry Just aliens. destroyed the planet you were at. You find, you warp randomly, end up at this ring world, crash on it, turns out to be a super weapon, and you're going to destroy it before these aliens can use it. Yeah. Boom! That's an easy, totally absorbable story. But as you dig in, 
you start learning a lot of things like the race of forerunners that this covenant worships the forerunners and you find out like the covenants made of different alien species that all were uh, originally they were all fighting each other and then because they discovered the forerunners about the same time they all got together and worshiped them and decided to go out and fight more it's like oh my god this is crazy it's just it's a nice story you don't need it. You don't need any of that deep stuff to play the first game. Yeah, you or can the second fully game. You can just enjoy it. Just go for it. It's so approachable. And then you have the other ones. And I feel like Halo 4 and 5 got away from that. They tried getting way too serious with their lore. And they didn't hide any of it. They didn't make an approachable game. They tried to make a very adult, very complicated, emotional game. And I don't think it panned out the way that they wanted it to. Yeah. If I could get back in Halo, I would try to get back to those roots. But... Halo Infinite is going to come out soon, and that's supposedly like a soft reboot for the franchise. So, I don't know. Supposedly, yeah. there's another there's a trailer that dropped last week. I haven't seen it yet. Hmm. So, but yeah, other than that, it's like that would be my dream job because for one thing, Halo ludicrously inspired me. Like yeah. When I was a kid, dude, freaking Master Chief going and fighting aliens that were just bad guys, how colorful it was, how exciting it was, the gameplay constantly changed, and then the story was approachable in the same time Then you get into the, like even Halo 1, they've got the flood that just shows up, it's like, oh my god! And then you find out that Halo was there to destroy all life, to stop the flood because it kills their food, I'm like, this is, these are such, this is such a great story. Yeah. Also, all yeah. of Halo 1 is based off of Aliens. The movie. Did you know that? Yeah. Because huh. you got the black sergeant who is Johnson in the game. and then in Johnson. The, he's always chewing a cigar. He's like, ah, Ben, I've done this for my entire yeah. life. That, 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 you bunch of sissies and all that stuff. And then you've got um, the art style is exactly the same. The dropship, like the Pelican dropship and the one they have in, in Aliens looks the exact same. And then you have a hostile alien force that is uh, much better at killing than the humans are and the humans are just basically surviving you have the guns that are very much inspired by the assault rifles in there they almost had a flamethrower in the first one yeah but they moved it to halo 2 ah. <laughs> and then but it's like all these things that were inspired from it and then you get the story that came out of nowhere and be awesome how many times did you play through the campaign of halo oh 1? do you really want me to tell you that? yeah yeah give a number two because you're telling me that was all you did at, you okay. only played the campaign halo on 1 repeat. and halo 2 i never played online which i find so funny i just find that I really only funny i played the campaign because i was little and so it's i like, imagine a little zach i would put limits on myself I'm like i'm gonna play this entire game but i'm only gonna use pistols I'm going to play this entire game, but I'm only going to use human weapons. I'm going to try to keep, or I'm going to play on legendary this time. And I'm going to try to keep my human AIs alive the whole time. Stuff like that. And I just limit myself every time. I had to have played through that campaign at least 50 times. Jeez. At least 50 times. I played that so many times, so often. And yeah, I'd play it, like I'd play multiplayer, but it was like, oh, my brother and I. Yeah. Or we, I mean, we had four controllers, but um halo one there was no online so it's like all right cool let's all just play hunting and people stop playing with me because i always won yeah i was about to find you probably knew every single i got pack. i got uh calluses on my thumbs right on that joint from using yeah. the thumbstick so much I, I was obsessed with halo oh yeah. my god i even wrote halo short stories really i've got them still. are they any good uh, I like the ideas for You should take some of the ideas and just do like a two-page or maybe a little more than that, like uh -huh. maybe a four-page one. 
Just like fan fan fiction. Probably. Oh right, and just yeah. like put it up online. I'm sure there's still. I'm sure people are still doing. Just that as an exercise, nonetheless. Yeah, because it's like yeah, uh, but yeah, Halo. Halo is one of those things I would love. I would love to work on. Um, oh, also, really quick before we move on, um, years later. Yeah. After I really got into Legend of Zelda, like I am now, I discovered the similarities between Halo and and Legend of Zelda. Specifically, Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Because you have the main character, who's a silent protagonist, clad in green, and has a blue sidekick that lives in his head. <laughs> or in his hat. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Oh, yeah. And then he's also the chosen one, because he's the last remaining soldier. Do you think that's, a, do you think that's intentional or coincidental? I don't know. I'd like to think that it was, it was coincidental, because the thing is, Ocarina of Time is the only one that really has that dynamic. And then you've got... Uh, all the rest of them and you know link doesn't really have a blue fairy with him anymore than master chief but i will say this this is also pretty interesting halo halo one cortana was purple and then after that she gradually becomes more and more blue (laughs) yeah even in halo reach they kind of have like um because it takes place before halo one yeah they have her purple again (laughs) and it's it's only because the thing was they made her more blue because they wanted to make her more distinguished yeah. So you can really see her because, like, um, in Halo Two, a lot of Covenant stuff is purple. Uh, like, so she kind of blends in clarity thing. The, yeah, yeah. The metal is blue. Like the 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 like the inside of the hallways is blue. Their terminals are blue. Or sorry, purple, and uh, their terminals are purple. Everything's like purple, 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 purple. Where it isn't green. So they wanted to distinguish it, especially with how Halo Two ends. And so you, um, they made her blue. Yeah. And then you get in Halo Three and so on that she's again blue. So it's it's kind of like an interesting thing because they're kind of recognizing it's like yeah, she was purple and now she's blue again and we're gonna go back to that. But anyways, so th- that was that was the thing between Legend of Zelda and and, and Halo. Imagine you're sitting really on the storyboard those. for what you said Halo Reach is the prequel one. <clears throat> yeah, like you're sitting there, you're like, all right, guys, I think we should do a prequel for Halo One. Really bring things back to the roots. Yeah. Describe how everything happened. No. No, no, hear me out, dude. It's going to be a really good idea. Like, what if we describe, like, where the ring planet came in? No. Yeah. Well, they did that. What's your problem, man? What's up? It's like, we can't make Cortana purple again, man. (laughs) You know how hard I worked to get her to be blue? We have to keep it canon. (laughs) Well, to be, and also. That must have come up if they did. Also, this is someone, um, this is, uh, Michael is someone who has, you you never really played Halo, did you? No. So, okay. So, my, my cousin, James. Who, uh, I mean, you know, which I, so I have a cousin, James. Now you guys know. Um, <laughs> so my cousin, James. I have a cousin, James. Yeah. In, in case, in, hey, listen here. In case you guys didn't know, I have a cousin whose name is James. He's that big J. The big J. He's that big J. Uh, his name's actually Michael, but we call him James. Anyways. Uh, that is not his first name. Yeah, it is. What? It's Michael James. He called, he had me call him James in high school. Yep. He's done that like well, always. That's all right. My half brother. It's his technically it's his middle name. And you we you know my half brother Neil. His first name is Michael, right? Really? Yeah. I thought he was the only person who did that because he liked because he he had yeah. several friends that were named Michael, and so he wanted to be Neil. I didn't know that Neil's name wasn't Neil. Yeah, I know, oh. right? I found out uh, three years after I first met him, and they're like, "Oh, hey, by the way, this is your brother." Yeah. It's like three years after that, they're like. Yeah, my name is Michael. So, what? Whoa. <laughs> what do you mean your name's Michael? I've been calling you Neil for years. Like, I prefer Neil. 
That didn't help. <laughs> that doesn't make this any better Who at all. Are you? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> what is uh, this? Yeah, there's too many Michaels in my family, so he goes by James. Uh, you know. It's like a boomer thing, I guess. What? Yeah, Michael's a strong name. Everybody yeah, we all Michael. name him Michael. But so, anyways, I forget where I was going. James. Now James. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Halo. my experience with Halo. James really likes Halo, and he played Halo. And I would go over to his house with my family, and it would be for like the cookouts or whatever, like family mm-hmm. events. And I'm like, I don't know, eleven, and James is your age, so he would have been like 16, 17. All right. And he's playing Halo, and I would sit on the couch and just, like, watch him play. And, I mean, I have nothing better to do. I'm not interested in cooking. You know? yeah, I'm yeah. not interested in, like, all the different family stuff talking about, you know, oh, I got a new truck. It's like, oh, right. nice. I'm 11. Yeah. It's like, cool. Is there, there a child seat? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I would just sit there and watch him play, and I really enjoyed that. And it was kind of funny because it was like that was how we bonded or whatever. It was how, yeah. like, we became friends, kind of. And then it wasn't until, you know, just recently when um, when he started playing League of Legends that we really started hanging out a lot more and then yeah. doing D&D and all that stuff. But yeah. yeah, it's kind of cool. So that's like my only experience of Halo is from watching James play. Nice. And we would occasionally do multiplayer. <clears throat> James um, is really good, though. So it was basically me just holding the controller and right. then clicking respawn. Yeah. Like, that was pretty much what I got to do. It's like, all right, look, when I shoot you, just press A. You'll respond. It's good. It's fine. <laughs> just, you, you'll come right back. Try to shoot me this time. Yeah, there was, I don't, maybe it was it ODST where there was a co-op one or whatever, or maybe they all have that. They all have co-op. But we did a co-op one that was pretty cool, but I still yeah. just died repeatedly. Yeah, it's like, that's that's the thing about, like, Halo. It's sometimes a little bit of a learning curve because I, I grew up with it, so it's like I learned all the changes as they happened, so it wasn't such a... I think plus I got obsessed with Halo One and Two and Three and so yeah you had a lot of did. yeah I had, I had plenty of experience so like picking up Halo now how many hours like, do you think you've different. played Halo I don't want to uh, count them because it's it'll be an embarrassing number yeah it's, hey trust me I get it I've got so like way more hours in League of Legends uh, than I should it was so so much <laughs> so like, much time remember that game I told you that I played Fliff Fly for Fun. This stupid anime game from Japan <laughs> made in like 2008 that was all about like it was an MMO. It was, it, it was weird. It was just really weird. Yeah. And it was like super gay. I have like <laughs> 600 hours in that game. That's an excessive amount of hours for a 12 year old oh kid. Oh my god. That's like um, what was it? That's like when we were when, right, when I was in when I was in like uh, high school. That's what we did with WoW. Yeah. Because my dad got into it. Yeah, my dad got into WoW too. Okay, my dad was the gamer. Yeah. This is the crazy thing, Both okay? Parents my dad was the gamer, and he, like, I was afraid to pick up the controller because I didn't want to die. I was afraid to lose in a game. Yeah. So we watched my dad play Halo 1, and we watched him play the whole campaign by himself, my, my brother and I. And after he beat it, we're like, do it again, do it again, I want, you to, I want, to, I want yeah. you to do it again. He's like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to do it again. I'm going to take a break because I, I just beat it. You guys should play. It's like, I'm not going to play. I might die. It's like, that's why you play because you get better or whatever. And so it took us forever before we started playing it. And yeah. the same thing for Legend of Zelda because we had the original Zelda and because we had an NES. No other Zelda game never even beat that first one until in 64 Ocarina of Time. That was the first yeah. game we got on that. And, and the thing was, my dad, again, he played it. And 
the uh, my brother and I would would wrote would uh, trade off reading from the strategy guide to learn how to beat it. Yeah. Because he didn't he didn't like the puzzles. He doesn't like doing puzzles. And so he was just like, whatever. It, but, like, I loved how the strategy guide was written like a novel or like a legend legend book. Yeah. And then Link, with the grapple hook, hit the A button at the target. <laughs> and it's like that kind of stuff. And so it's like, oh, man, I loved I loved going through the strategy guide. It was like, dude, there's something hidden over here. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Just blow it up. Just blow it up. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. Look at that. It's like, why is there a cow underground? This doesn't make any sense. We just love playing that game yeah. and just watching my dad play. But, yeah, you know, later on, he eventually beat it. We Then he got Majora's Mask. The biggest deal, because we missed Ocarina of Time when it first came out, but did get yeah. it. And then we got Majora's Mask, like, the week it came yeah. out. Gold cartridge and everything. Oh. Holographic, like, label. We were so stoked. He never beat Majora's Mask. He never he never got around to beating it. He got He got stuck. Um, trying to get into like Zora's domain or something like that, yeah. and he never he never went back. Also, my dad did not like the time travel aspect of it. Yeah, I love that part of the game because it just makes it so every it's just Groundhog Day. Every single time you reset everything, you can live it completely different. Oh, this time I'm gonna go and try to beat the dungeon. Oh, this time I'm gonna follow this guy around for three days and see what he does. Yeah, and it's like they have they have schedules. It's so meticulously made. But he never beat that. And then it was after he stopped playing uh, Majora's Mask that I decided I would try to play. And so I played Ocarina. And, dude, that, that like, experience changed my life. And I really mean that because it gave me a whole new appreciation for video games. Yeah. When I beat The Legend of Zelda, be, uh, Ocarina of Time, because it was, like, it was the first time, A, I beat a campaign. And, B, it was, like, I did it by myself. Because even when I played Halo, it's like, you know, I was trading off with my brother, my, you know, all this other stuff. It's like, all right, here we go. And then years and years later, and I beat Majora's Mask by myself. That was like, that was like almost like a, a fulfillment. Yeah. Because it was the first time I beat one of those games without watching anyone else do it by myself from beginning to end. And it just felt like, ah, oh, yeah. such a big deal. You know, that's, a, that's so, the thing when it comes to uh, video games for me. Yeah. It's like, it really does matter. It does, and honestly, I think I love video games. I do. I think that they're. I actually think they're really healthy. I think they're easy to take out of control and become unhealthy, but yeah. they do have a lot so of is healthy. Food, yeah. So is food. So is sports. So is you know. Anything so you is can, movies, you can like. TV shows, anything. Um, so are like prescription drugs, and <sighs> non-prescription. Yeah, and definitely non-prescription drugs. Yeah, heroin typically is really easy to misuse. Man, it's crazy. Uh, who would have guessed? It's almost like the first time you use it, you have officially misused it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Woo! But um, no, the first game that I will, the first role-playing game. Okay. Because I didn't play a role-playing game until I was like, I don't know, in eighth grade, I think. Which all is right. all. It was right before I started playing Skyrim. Because before that, all I played were MMOs. Yeah, it's so weird thing that Skyrim's that old. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I remember the first game that I ever played, like, just pretty much ever, every game before that was, like, um, just, like, little, like, mine games or whatever, because I had a DS, okay. and my mom got me, or my grandma got me, like, this mind quiz thing. Mind It was really quiz? dumb. I didn't like oh, playing yeah. it. But, but it, I had to play that's it. That's all I've got? Yeah, and I was like, oh, I had, I had that in PictoChat, so it was kind of like... Default software to the rescue. Right. No, but um, I played this what? game called Last Chaos. 
Do you know who like Aria Games is or whatever? Nope. They started out with this game, and then they later moved on to making like borderline like almost like pornographic games or whatever. Wow. It's so weird the uh, evolution of this company. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you get the first time you see like, success, you just yeah, follow it's weird because it, right? like Last Chaos was not. It was just like a normal MMO, and it was terribly made. And then like. <laughs> A few years later, after I quit playing it, I went to their website to try to find, like, if they made any other games. And they were all just, like, those super skimpy, like, oh you know, boy. Yeah. Cast a spell, and I'll make a really provocative face <laughs> for you, or whatever. You know, it's... Oh, my God. Bad. Those games are great. Yeah. And then I'm sure they're just full make of microtransactions. So I played Last Cast, and I played Fliff, and then the first RPG I played was Pokemon. Nice. So basically how you are with Zelda is how I am with Pokemon. Because yeah. that was the first game that I played that had like an end just in general. Because before that was MMOs. It was like you just level up. Oh yeah. I mean, stuff. there's there, like... <laughs> there's always something more to do. Oh, for sure. But like, but also when you've run out of stuff to do, it's not like the game's like... It doesn't have like a congrats, you yeah. beat the game. It's just keep grinding, make sure you're 100% on everything, and that's it. You yeah. Just wanna, you... Make like a with, new character. Well, with, yeah, with MMOs, it's like you basically determine when you're done. You do. You just say, all right, I am as strong as I ever want to be, and uh, maybe as strong as I ever could be. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I'll start a brand new character. It'll be so unique. Oof. You know, I actually saw somebody on World of Warcraft, this was years and years ago, and, you know, you could do, like, the battleground, like, a PvP area. Yeah. And uh, this guy was 50% of his team. He, he had multiple computers Eight accounts of World of Warcraft. All shaman, all the, basically the same character, geared very similar. And they were all open in separate tabs of the game on one computer, on one PC. Oh my goodness. And he made it so they all followed whichever one he was carrying or whichever one he was controlling, they all followed him. And did exactly what he did. Okay. So he'd go on to the game mode and he'd just be like, uh, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. Eight, eight would just destroy, they would, he would one shot people because he'd do one lightning bolt and then that would of course trigger eight more. And he just, he just went, he just marked through the field. And it's funny because, you know, you see like, as he's standing there, they're all overlapping each other. So the animations are just kind of, it's like, Slightly We off. are legion. That kind we of thing. We are legion. And then, yeah, like, man. all of a sudden, he would just, like, I remember, like, he would start doing, like, a spell to, like, mount up, and then every single one of his characters had a different mount. Oh, that's <laughs> that funny. That was funny. <laughs> but he would just, like, just move someplace or go over here, and he would, oh, my God. But just watching him take, because it was, like, I forget, I don't know if World of Warcraft still does it the same way, but it's basically you go and take over control points. At the end of the time, whoever has the most amount of points from controlling these things or yeah. did the most ob- objectives would win and dude this guy would just like he wouldn't communicate with anybody he'd just go someplace and just take the whole point by himself Jeez. so you gotta remember too he's buying eight accounts yeah he's paying for eight monthly accounts that's my dad found like found him and, and messaged him a few times and he did say he was like oh yeah no i'm a basically work from home he's like a tech guy yeah He's like, yeah, and I make stupid money. So I have nothing else to spend it on because I don't like to go do things. I'm still single. and I, I just, wonder why you're still single, dude. Yeah. So he uses his eight accounts to go, like, basically um, farm raids and stuff. Yeah. 
And uh, he just take turns on each of his accounts. Just like, you know, it's like, oh, account one today, two today, three today, four today. And just, you know, do each account and just do the exact same thing. Make sure they're all geared the same way. And then just go into PvP area and just decimate people. That's what he did for fun. Right. You know, I guess I'm not really one to talk because in Fliff, I did. It's a free game. Okay. So I didn't have to pay for it. But I made multiple accounts and then I would have multiple windows open on one computer with those accounts so that I could buff myself. Because, like, in that game, like, you ha- you have, like, a support class. And if you don't have the buffs from the support class, you're just not really strong. Right. So I made my own and then made my other class and just put them together. And then wow. here's where it gets a little weird. In that game, you okay. can marry one another. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. They like other, that, other players yeah. or were there NPCs? Other players. Okay. I don't know why. It's kind of weird. So I would marry my own account so that I get the buffs for having marriage. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. That's funny. And then, you know, it's like a control with it. And just, yeah. You know, be yeah. like, hey, hey, um, or whatever. Did you ever see the video of someone who legitimately got married over World of Warcraft? I don't want to see that video. Oh, find it. It's on it's on YouTube. And it's actually it's actually pretty endearing. It's is it, it's actually is pretty it, good. Is it done like not weirdly, but still kind of weirdly. Um, they put so much effort into this. Like, they, they were both a member of the same guild. Okay. I assume they, they met. They actually um, had an ordained minister in their guild who officiated the marriage. That's kind of cool. The, and um, it's a very interesting thing. Like, they had best men, bridesmaids, the whole nine yards. And they had... Um, Everyone in the guild, or no, it's like everyone in, I think on the server was invited to the wedding. Somehow they were able to send a message to everybody on the server. Yeah. And I, I think you can do that just through like the mailing system or whatever. And everyone's invited to the wedding. And like a thousand people showed up or something. And it's like crazy. Jeez. But they did it in the big city. I forget what it's called in World of Warcraft. But yeah, they had, they had the whole, whole procession. And it's like, and the funny thing is, they're like, aside from in game currency, you know how much money this wedding cost us? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> ah. Spent no money on their wedding because they got to do it all digitally. Now, I one thing I don't know is I don't know if it's like one of those they've never met in real life but got married on the game. I assume they know each other in real life, but who knows? I don't know. There's so many things that... So many so weird So many things. questions. So I guess on that, would you ever want to work at like the specifically World of Warcraft section of Blizzard. No, absolutely not. I played 15 minutes of the game. Didn't no, 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 no. Like, not even on gameplay. Because, like, for me, if I was going to work on a video game, yeah. I wouldn't work on the gameplay. I'm well, not a guy that can well, do like, that. There's nothing about that game that interests me. I okay. don't like the art style. You don't I like don't the art like style? I don't like the lore, and I don't like the game. Wow. So it's like... Yeah, I, that's one thing that would stop me from doing it, just, just because, like, the lore is so established, I wouldn't have anything to add. Because the thing is, if you wanted to add something to it, you'd have to know all of it that already exists yeah that's too much like i don't mind hearing about it from other people but i have no desire to play like i used to want to play it just because my dad played it but now like i played it for like 15 minutes and i I, I read up on the lore and it's like this is dumb yeah i recovered my account like a year ago just to see and i just started playing a little bit i'm like oh yeah (laughs) i just remembered how grindy it is yeah and also, it's one of those games where you have very, very limited control over your character. So it's essentially, you right-click on the enemy, and then you press keys associated yeah. with what power you've got. That seems And that's the whole thing. And then, of course, looting the corpse. And it's like, 
a lot of people they like they like it because of the simplicity. Like I know tons of people that they'd sit and they'd watch Netflix or something while playing World of Warcraft because yeah. it's so unengaging. Of course, I also know people that that watch Netflix and anime while playing League because they're not really playing League. That's true. They're playing Yumi. Yeah. So yeah. Ha <laughs> ha! If you play League, you get that joke. Reference. Right. So yeah, but that's the thing. It's like uh, that was one of the things we were talking about on the ride was just. You know, video games that we'd love to work on because video games are a big part of both our lives. Yeah, and a lot of people. And I mean, like, for me, I would love to make a professional, you know, movie about a video game. Yeah. Of course, I've got dreams and aspirations, but I mean, I'll pretty much take whatever property gets thrown at me. That's fair. But it's like, I would just love to do that because I feel like video games can be cinematic, but I want to say this really quick before we close up. up. Because, um, Storytelling in video games is very different from storytelling in a movie. Okay, yeah. in a movie, everything has to be tight, concise, to the point, and it has to have a a, a a purpose and a reason. Every time the camera is in a position, it needs to be there for a reason, either to capture an event or to demonstrate some type of perspective to the audience. That could be like you know shaky cam versus a downhill like camera angle or sweeping motion or everything in the distance or everything really up close. That all is supposed to evoke a feeling. In a video game, the camera, outside of cutscenes, is locked into a position. Whether it's first person, third person, it's locked into a perspective of your character, and you determine what you see. Yeah, and so. You can't tell the same type of story. Like I said before, like Bioshock has one of the greatest video game endings of all time. And it only works because of how the story is told through the eyes of the main character. You could not tell that twist, that ending. You could not exemplify that video game story through a movie because it would not work in a cinematic storytelling style. Yeah. It's just like with books. It's very hard to write a book like you would a movie or a movie like you would a book. You have to make compromises. That's why like Harry Potter, everyone's like, there's so much left out of well, the sure. movies. But you have to understand every single scene, every single camera angle, every character, every line of dialogue has to drive home a specific plot. In a movie, or I'm sorry, in a book, you can kind of prattle or prattle around and do whatever because you have time. Yeah. In a movie, you don't have that. That's why like the latest... Fantastic Beasts wasn't that great of a movie because she tried to write the movie like she wrote the books. Lots of meaningless characters and lots of derivative side stories that watered down whatever the movie was trying to tell us, whatever story was trying to be. Yeah. So it's like, it's very different to try to do a video game into a movie. So what you have to do is you would basically take the concept of the video game, find the essence of what made it awesome, and turn that into a cinematic style that evokes emotions similar to the game. That's why it's so hard to do. Yeah. This funny thing is, the closest we've come to that is the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> actually did pretty good. It was actually not bad. It was yeah. not bad. I mean, it's like, it's definitely one of the better video game movies. Also, yeah. Detective Pikachu is pretty good. Dude, Detective Pikachu is really good. Yeah. I really like that movie a lot. Mr. Pokemon here! And, and it may be, I may be biased because of how much I love Pokemon, but... Yeah, yeah, but it's okay. We anyway, so we will go ahead and wrap up our derailing. Yeah. We'll throw this discussion. one. We'll throw this one down. Hope you guys enjoyed. We're gonna try to um, shorten them just a little bit. Yeah, you know, try, try to get to, them around like forty-five. Yeah, minutes, keep them under an hour. So, 
But it's just, we just have so much fun talking to you. That I mean, sometimes I just forget. Remember, this time we talked about how we talked for nine hours while we drove to Tennessee. Very true. If you think this is Forward and back. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, if you think we have to force this, we don't. Nope. <laughs> it just happens. Conversation happens naturally. Yeah. So anyways, anyways speaking of this, we're going to go ahead and cut it now. Check so. out the Facebook page. Bye. Yeah.